You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Right, welcome back to the show for Taz Racing. Join the fun this Tasmanian Summer Racing Festival. Jeevesy, how good is it? We're joined by Tom Rogers. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. No, of course. Now, Tom, first uh, off the rank, I read that you were playing this weekend. Now I'm hearing whispers you might not be. Are you playing or you're not playing? Um, yeah, I, I got that email as well that I wasn't playing, but uh, no, <laughs> I've always planned on playing. And, uh, oh, you are playing. Get out there there you with go. We've got um, we've got a cr good crew together, and um, whenever Silky and um, Caleb Jewell come back to club cricket, it's always a good time. The boys love them a bit. Well, I'm happy to hear that you are playing because um, yeah, when I when I heard that, I was a bit disappointed. So happy that you are playing this weekend. Um, so good luck with that, and congratulations. Uh, so, and Thank Bucky, you. so Silky's playing as well. Yep, Silky's playing. Caleb Jewell's playing. I think on the other side, Max Wright and Ben McDermott and Charlie yep. Wake and Jared Freeman are playing. So there's a good mix amongst the, um, the, the in and out talent as well. Week in, week oh, out well, talent. I've, I've, I've been given bad oil there. You have been yeah, given bad I, oil. I, we should have got Tom on earlier. <laughs> I, sp <laughs> I spruiked all the outs, Tom, and uh, excellent that you've been able to <laughs> you know, rectify that for us live, which is terrific. Mate, um, That's all right, mate. You must be on the, the hot email list. There's a few I, was, I was on the email list, absolutely. Hey, um, bad, bad result uh, during the week in Sydney. Um, all out 190 chasing... Chasing 290. Talk us through the game, uh, the, the, the good, the bad. Your own form was good, four for 60. Dan Hughes was hot. And then the batting uh, just just let the team down. Yeah, I think, um, I guess going from start to finish, I think we, um, overall, were probably pretty happy with our bowling innings to keep them under 300 at North Sydney Oval, being mm. quite a small ground and quite a true wicket. Um, we probably started a little bit too full and when we did miss with the ball, we missed a little too full and got hit down the ground with some quite easy to execute shots. Um, we, we sort of re-evaluated after a few overs and brought our length back and, and got a few rewards there and, and that, that was a pretty good spot to be for the entire inning um, after that point. Um, so we were pretty happy heading in at the, at the inning break um, and then unfortunately the batting didn't quite go uh, the way we would have we liked it to. What was what was the issue with the batting? Um, a lot of starts, um, but some, some some real sluggish run rates. Did the did the wicket change, or just some real clamps from the from the New South Wales uh, bowling unit? Um, oh, it might, might have been a combination of factors. I, I think uh, you know I, I like to trust the batting group um, that they they've gone into the game prepared, and, and I trust their skills that they can execute. I've, I've seen them all execute on that stage before. Um, I guess the thing for me as a bowler that I can quickly look at is um, there was there was going to be 30 overs that were going to be extremely hard to score off, and that's mm. Adam Zampa, Chris Green, and Sean Abbott. Um, I think all three of those are, are quality bowlers, but at the moment they're they're coming in some, some pretty hot form. Zampa in the last 
three years pretty much has been in that hot form. Zam, uh, Abbott coming off the big bash, I think he was able to extract um, some some movement off any wicket that came his way in the big bash. So uh, there was there was always going to be some tough uh, tough battles there for the batting group. Um, but yeah, some some interesting outcomes. I'm sure they would have liked some more positive ones. Now, Buck, from a from a life perspective, mate, are you are you back on the tools as a teacher, or are you managing yourself uh, through the end of the cricket season as a as a pro cricketer? Because by day you're a teacher, by night you're a, a domestic cricketing superstar. How how are you navigating all of that? Um, yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's been quite busy after after the big back period. To be honest, it's um, we we made. Um, or the first or the second final in the Big Bash, so that went all the way up till uh, the start of the school year. So, so got on the plane back from Melbourne um, and went back into the classroom first day back. Um, <laughs> and they've been they've been nice enough to let me have a couple of more days off to go play this one day up in Sydney. Fortunately, the next one day is Sunday week at Solrees, so I won't have to take any days off work. But um, still balancing it out at the moment, and and it's going great. So. Hopefully everyone keeps letting me do that. <laughs> I don't know how you do both. Is it which one? Which one feels like the outlet, the the teaching or the cricket? <laughs> um, it, it it honestly changes from time to time. Um, like, like everyone, we, we yeah. have our good and our bad days at work. I reckon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so sometimes a day off from either lands on one of those bad days, and you're pretty happy about it. Um, <laughs> But, but overall, overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with, with both um, with both jobs. So I'd like to keep them rolling. Yeah. Bucky, are you are you able to use your experience to to impact the younger players uh, in and around cricket um, throughout Australia? So, you know, you have your teaching degree, which has which has helped you you know transition a little bit from cricket. You're unfortunate to. To, to be out of contract, um, got a you know, stellar deal with the Renegades in the BBL, but you've had that teaching degree to fall back on, uh, which has obviously been really helpful for you. So to me, that, that that's a real blueprint for, for all young aspiring professional athletes. Are you are you sharing those experiences with the youngsters? Yeah, I I, I can tend to or try to, but it, it's such an interesting changing landscape all the time. I remember when when I when my brother went through this and my brother's mm. seven years older than me he went through mm. the rookie stage age at 18 or 19 and their their wage was fifteen thousand dollars so yeah. they they kind of had to have something something else going on where whereas now it's it's pretty much a full-time whack of cash when as soon as they come out of school so um it's it, it'd be tough to have that foresight i guess um but uh for guys who are definitely on the fringes um I tend to have perhaps some some honest conversations from time to time because mm. I can think pretty plainly about the whole firing and sacking caper of it all because yeah. I've been through it, um, which, you know, some people mention being sacked and it's kind of taboo to mention, but in this, in this uh, industry, it's just part and parcel. Um, but the... Fortunately, we've we've got a really good players association, and and the state associations are on board with giving players the time to to go and study and work, and, and they actually encourage that quite heavily as well. So, I think I think the young players are in a, actually a really healthy spot to be able to do that, have it paid for, and earn an income at the same time. 
Absolutely. Tom, I always like to ask as well, obviously, um, you've been involved with cricket for such a long time um, here in Tassie and uh, as someone that um, young people would look up to, who was it that you looked up to when you were starting out playing cricket? Was it like, did you, someone in your family play or I'm always interested to find out how it came to be? Yeah, I, I think the closest, the closest one for me, I was really lucky to have an older brother and yeah. one that wasn't just two or three years above me. Yeah. Um, so he, w he was seven years above me, so there was quite a, a difference in the landscape and, and he was able to go through, experience the whole thing uh, by the age of 21. In yeah. The whole thing being being hired on a rookie contract, then being stacked at 20. And, you know, at that, at that time I've gone from 11 to 14 years of age. Um, so he, he was able to kind of navigate those waters for me, uh, which, which I was really grateful for, and then you know, make, make the contacts in different states and with different coaches um, mm. to, to put me on a better path moving forward and, and definitely encourage me to pursue the academic side of things whilst we were going along. Yeah, and that, that, that actually makes sense now I, now I reflect back, back on, you because know, jo Johnny was uh, part of the squads that I was in with, with Tassie, um, which kind of reflects my age a oh, little bit as well, tongue, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> sadly but, um, but, you know, for, for, for Johnny, he, he was always really smart in having something away from cricket that, uh, that he was working towards. And, I mean, he's a geologist now, you know, making unbelievable uh, cash back in WA. And, if anything, was probably sacrificing really good money to, to pursue cricket um, at that age. So, you know, that, that's in line with those family values, I guess, for you. And you've been able to look at Johnny and, and understand how hard it is and you've been able to map out a plan for yourself. Yeah, I would have liked some of his batting abilities and academic abilities a little bit more. But, um, unfortunately, someone's got to bowl the other. Oh, I think you're doing just fine. And we look, um, I'm excited to see how you go this week and how are you feeling ahead of the game? Yeah, we've, um, I think we've got a really good vibe amongst the group, actually. Uh, like good. I said earlier, when, when Silky and Caleb Jewell come back into the group, there's a fair bit of excitement. Um, yeah, Silky's got a fair... A fair rap sheet when it comes to cricket now. He's really turned into one of the most experienced and successful players on the domestic scene, and especially in the big bash. Um, and I think he's hitting the ball really nicely at the moment. Um, and and the, and the boys, to their credit, they don't mind um, taking the mickey out of a couple of them and, and making them feel right at home as well. So it's, it's a nice feel for tomorrow. Tommy, before we let you go, mate, um, let's just chat about the, the Renegades experience um, quickly. Uh, how, how was the BBL for you? And, and, and tell us a little bit about the change from the Hurricanes to the, uh, to the Renegades. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess overall, I, I really enjoyed my time. Um, I, I really like playing with cricketers that I haven't had a whole heap to do with before. I guess for me, I grew up in Canberra, moved to Sydney and then down to Tasmania. So I, I know guys from a couple of different states quite well. Um, but the Victorians I haven't really played with before. Um, so Aaron Finch, Sean Marsh, John O'Wells, Kane Richardson, for example, they, those were guys who I've played a lot of cricket against but haven't played with before. And I was really keen to, to see how they went about it. And, um, and it's quite different, actually, comparing the Renegade setup to the Hurricane setup. I think I'm fortunate as well to experience a couple of different coaches in big bash setups now. I've had Gary Kirsten, Adam Griffith, a little stint with the Sixers um, as well. And it, it's fascinating to see the different approach from coaches to get the most out of their players. Do you 
um, have a well-structured program with, with necessary trainings, with full um, attendance, or do you, do you make things optional around a lot of games and, and try to keep the players as happy as possible? Um, so that was pretty fascinating as well. Which is, which is your preferred option? Would you, would you rather be regimented or do you like to run your own show? Uh, I think at this stage, uh, being 28 and, and having gone through the experience a couple of times now, I, I think I'm old enough and to, to make the decisions that work best for me and that will allow me to prepare best and perform best. Um, I think being a younger player, uh, probably a little more guidance um, in how to go about it would be appreciated, I reckon. And, and so, just one one last one because I, I'm I'm always fascinated by uh, by your journey, Buck. Because I think as a as as a Red Bull player, you've been grossly um, undervalued across the last few years. Is that is that something that you're still aspirational for um, Shield Shield cricket, or are you just looking and focusing on white ball cricket? Um, I think. Uh you know, yeah, it was it was it was a heavy focus point uh, in the past, but I think uh, when I lost my contract about 18 months ago, I saw the big opening um, in the state as as a death bowler. Nellis Ellis has obviously tied down that spot well and truly, but I was pretty keen to um, do, do the job at the other end um, and do it as well as possible to see what could what could come of things across the country or or, or um, internationally, um, but. I think uh, I think at the moment I'll, I'll try my hand and try and put my best foot forward in, in playing a bit of cricket across the globe. But I've really enjoyed um, playing T20 and, and what one day cricket. Um, I just just find the format super exciting. Um, so at, at the moment I'm focused on that, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Best of luck out there this weekend. It's going to be a bloody stinker, so I feel sorry for you guys out there. <laughs> Whites, there's no chance. I'll be under the air con. Uh, but I, I will watch, and, uh, and very best of luck to you, and we hope, uh, we hope you bring it home. So well done. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Cheers, Buck. Thanks, Tom. We'll be back after this break.